You're listening to The Room Block Podcast, a series of conversations with compelling professionals from the world of events and hospitality. I'm your host, Jen Salerno. I've spent the last 20 years in different facets of the industry, working alongside a variety of people that have one common goal, to serve our customers by creating memorable experiences. Now, I want to share with you the passions, inspirations, and challenges of the individuals who make it happen. Welcome to The Room Block and enjoy your stay. This episode is brought to you by JTS Connect, offering host, MC, and moderation services for live or virtual events, as well as podcast hosting and consultation. Please email me at jtsalerno at gmail.com or visit me on LinkedIn to learn more. Greetings, Room Block Podcast listeners. Thanks so much for joining me for another episode of the podcast where hospitality and event professionals meet. I appreciate all those who listen every week, of course, but as it's Thanksgiving week, it's the perfect time to express my deep gratitude for all my listeners, supporters, and guests. I can't thank you all enough for cheering me on and for being a part of this journey over the last 15 months. I love the sense of community that has grown as a result of doing this show, and your feedback is truly important to me. So please reach out to me anytime at roomblockpodcast at gmail.com or on my social media pages. I truly value any and all feedback, so good or bad, don't be shy. But if it is good, then it would be most helpful to leave those comments in a review over on iTunes which helps others to discover the show. Speaking of the holidays, Thanksgiving is the kickoff to the holiday season, and today I'm bringing you a very special episode that should help make your holidays just a bit brighter and a little less stressful. I am so pleased to welcome Nancy O'Brien back to The Room Block. If you have been listening to the show for a while, You may remember that Nancy joined us last spring to chat all about the services she provides through her interpersonal performance advisory, The Magnetic Truth. Nancy is back today to chat us through her Guide to Holiday Tipping, which she has produced for several years now and updates annually based on current societal norms and circumstances. I think think it's safe to say that the world has changed quite a bit over the last 20 months, and some of us may be a bit rusty when it comes to showing our appreciation and gratitude for those who make our lives easier and provide quality, dependable service. Well, no worries. As usual, Nancy has your back and is here to save you from those uncomfortable moments. She also adds some guidance for how to best support our hospitality community for those of us who are traveling over the next few months. So listen, share, and be sure to head on over to themagnetictruth.com, which I will link to in the show notes, so you can grab yourself a copy of the guide. Happy tipping! Nancy O'Brien, welcome back to the Room Block Podcast. I'm so excited to have you back on the show with me today. For those of you who might remember, Nancy O'Brien has been a guest on the podcast before last spring, and she is CEO and founder of the Magnetic Truth Advisory, which is an interpersonal performance advisory. And Nancy 
was on the show before to give us some of her amazing etiquette tips and to talk about just business protocol and the do's and don'ts of surviving and thriving in the business landscape. And she's back on the show today to talk about her annual holiday tipping guide, her guide to holiday tipping. So Nancy, welcome back to the show. Hi, Jen. It's wonderful to be with you and your listeners. Thank you again for the opportunity. Everyone really loves your previous episode. It is a highly listened to episode because you have so many good tips from that. And I think word got out. So I'm really excited to have you back today to talk about a very timely topic, considering we are moving into that holiday season. There's a lot that goes into it, a lot of stress. Well, I get very stressed out. I get very stressed out with all of the shopping and, and doing, but something else that is we all have to take into consideration is how to handle holiday tipping so could you tell us a little bit about your tipping guide you know how did you start by even coming up with this well that's a great question jen and i i think we sometimes learn the hard way and i love to take uncommon information and make it more common so when i think about tipping i have a story that goes back to my college days when I was interning at a bank on Michigan Avenue. And every Friday afternoon, the office manager would hand me two very heavy briefcases that I was instructed to transport up the avenue. She would give me cab fare and off I would go and hail a cab. And I did this on many occasions. And there was one in particular that I'll never forget. I was returning to the bank and I gave the fare and was expecting some change back. And I was going to give the the driver the change that I had from the return. And when I I said, keep the change, he threw it back at me. And he said, I think this change is something you need more than I do. And I was thoroughly shocked. And I got out of the cab flustered. And I thought to myself, oh my goodness, I must have insulted this man because he, he threw this money back at me. What did I do wrong? So I went back into the bank and I, I talked to my, my supervisor and I told her what had happened. And she said, well, how much was the fare? And I told her and she said, well, you know, Nancy, you really want to use as a guide, you know, tipping your driver anywhere from 15 to 20%. So that was the reason he was upset, not to mention the fact it was a Friday afternoon getting up and down Michigan Avenue. Mm. And that was a note I made to my file. And when I think about people who have perhaps never owned a dog or maybe grew up in a smaller town and are living in a big city in a building with a doorman. They've never had to think about what kind of gratuity they give the doorman. They've never had to think about uh, what they give the dog walker who takes the dog out while we're on these countless Zoom calls. Uh, It's all about personal experience. And in addition to that, You know, think about people who are in the States, perhaps from a different country, let's say Japan or China, where tipping is either not done whatsoever or done very minimally. So there are people coming from all different perspectives. 
and the opportunity to give them that uncommon information that they can use wisely and feel empowered by is very exciting to me. Yes. Well, and that is why you do what you do and do it so well. I feel like the information that the magnetic truth gives to people is about empowering us to feel comfortable in going about our day-to-day -day lives and, and doing it in a successful way. So we aren't embarrassed or we aren't caught off guard because that can certainly happen so easily especially in a situation like you said you were in you know you get out of the car going oh my gosh what happened what did i do wrong i mean that's i feel like that's something that everybody does go through at some point so i appreciate i'm sure everybody else will appreciate the fact that you're putting together this information to help guide us away from those uncomfortable scenarios so for everyone, this tip guide that I'm, I'm looking at right now, and it is extensive, I have to be honest. I mean, there are roles on this tip guide. I mean, it really covers everybody. I mean, like you said about, you know, the dog walker and the pet groomer and the pool cleaner and, you know, babysitter, daycare provider, teacher, all of those. So how do you find your information about the proper tip protocols? There's a lot of research that goes into it. So weeks and weeks of, of research, talking to different subject matter experts, going to the service professionals, the owners of restaurants and salons, and, and really you know, taking a pulse check in terms of what they're seeing and what's a little bit more common. And the conversation can be a little bit different based on what part of the country you're in. If you are in a higher cost of living area, such as New York or San Francisco, the amounts might edge up a little bit higher versus maybe some second or third tier cities where perhaps the cost of living isn't quite as high. And, you know, I, I look at um, as we wind down 2021 and ready or not, the holidays are upon us. And, you know, we, have Thanksgiving, which is just a wonderful holiday for us to take time to reflect and give gratitude. It's just a wonderful springboard into the holiday season, you know, just a, a great kickoff. So with that, I'm, I'm really excited to share the guide to holiday tipping. And, you know, it is an expression of gratitude to those who make our life easier, provide high quality and dependable service. You know, as we continue to cope with the pandemic, Delivery workers are continuing to work double time. Service industry workers are many seeing still fewer clients than they would be accustomed to. And those supply chain issues and short staffing issues abound. So, you know, I'm sure you've seen either the signs out on the sidewalks or the messages on LinkedIn where the world is short staffed. Be kind to those who have showed up. Yes. Mm hmm. And I love that because, you know, kindness costs us nothing to give and it can be so meaningful. So what does that look like? You know, that could be a, a warm hello to your postman or a thank you for your service to the Amazon delivery man who is still making deliveries at 830 at night. A little goes a long way. So when you're putting together your list, just like Santa, I recommend that you, you think about those individuals in your life who perhaps you, you just would find life not as pleasant without. Mm. 
so the question to many of us is, you know, who should we express that gratitude for? So the people that we perhaps couldn't live without, you know, what do we give? Do we give a, a monetary gift or do we give a present? How much is appropriate? I recommend that letting your circumstances be your guide along with your relationship, common sense, and holiday spirit. So making that list, prioritizing, and perhaps if it's your dry cleaner who effortlessly removes the red wine stain from your silk blouse or the hairdresser who zhuzhes you up at every visit, or the cleaning person who comes by once or twice a month and totally makes your space sparkle and shine. Those are the people that you really, with the bandwidth that you have, want to show your gratitude. And that can be from as little as a handwritten beautiful card to your holiday fudge recipe or nut recipe along with the card to a monetary gift to a cash gift. And so many people approach me and say, well, should I give money, Nancy, or should I actually buy a gift for Christina? And I like to say, let your relationship be your guide. Mm. So what do I mean by that? If you've been going to the same hairstylist for the last, you know, many years, and you've gotten to know that person on a personal basis, and let's say through the years you've learned that he or she you know, loves a good Sauvignon Blanc or a uh, ice wine. You know, that would be your opportunity to take that relationship and the meaningfulness of it and buy a really great red wine or an ice wine and pair it with a card for sure. Always have a sentiment with what you give. Perhaps though you also want to give a, a monetary gift with that too. It all goes back to your budget and the relationship and the importance of this particular individual in your life. Keep in mind too, because we're talking about a hairstylist, you might, Jen, give a, a tip to your hairstylist on every visit. So if that is the case, during the holidays, you might see that you've got you know a, a long list of people that you depend on and make your life easier. And you might not be able to say, give the recommendation and the guide for, you know, the price of one particular service. So if your, your hairstyle uh, outlay is $75, you would you know, be paying for that service for that day. And then you would also perhaps be giving another $75. But mm -hmm. once again, if you've done that throughout the year, and when I say done that, not the $75, but the, <laughs> the 15 to 20% on that 75, then right. you don't feel as though you need to actually take the amount and give that back for that holiday expression if you've done it throughout the year. That makes sense. I appreciate the guide from that point of view because, I mean, that is somebody who is regularly getting a tip. But then let's say, in contrast, your, like you said, your Amazon delivery person or, or your mailman, we're certainly not tipping them every day, but the holiday time period is the perfect time to then show a little gratitude for those people who, like you said, make our lives easier, but they're not getting consistent tips. I also really appreciate the fact that you say that it doesn't have to be cash. I guess I would say, are there any times where it's actually not appropriate to give cash? 
Absolutely. Uh, there are professionals such as perhaps your accountant or your attorney mm. uh, or your, your dentist or doctor that perhaps you've seen often during the year. You, you might really want to show your gratitude for those individuals. And in those professional circles, it's considered inappropriate to give a gift. You never would want it to be construed as though you would be looking for quid quote pro in return or additional services or better services. So if you are looking to perhaps show your appreciation to your legal office or your financial office, gift those who surround your accountant and your attorney, their staff, because that shows your attorney or wealth advisor that you value them and what they do and they treat you well. And that will go a long way. Okay, that is really interesting. Thank you for that. Because I mean, that is a service technically, but I see what you're saying. It would not really be appropriate to treat it in a way of like, hey, but remember I gave you that nice tip around the holidays. So can you throw me in a few services for free? Right. <laughs> Absolutely. You, 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 you never want to err on the side of having it viewed inappropriately. Well, again, this is why we should all be very grateful for the guide that you have provided. So another question, I'm just curious, where did the concept of tipping even come into play? How did it even begin? Absolutely. And there are a few different stories out there, but the one that seems to resonate the most comes out of Cornell University. And that is that in the late 1800s, after the Civil War, when Americans were traveling to Europe, where tipping was more of a mainstay, they saw that particular habit and brought it back to the States as a way of showing their education, class, and esteem. And that is when it really started to take off. And when you, you hear the word TIP, yeah. uh, it, it's really an acronym uh, to ensure promptness that those were the original origins for the word. To ensure promptness. Well, and it's funny because so often a tip is given at the end of a service if the service was good, but then I guess the thought is that then you kind of develop that relationship with your service professional over time and then you just kind of becomes a an ongoing thing. You treat me well, I'll treat you well, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And in the early days of, of European tipping, uh, people would uh, tip their bartender while they were, you know, going to be at the bars well into the night. And that was a way to make sure that, you know, they didn't have to wait too long for their next beverage. Ah, well, that's important. <laughs> that's always important. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm glad you brought up the travel aspect. You talked about the origin of tipping kind of stemmed from travel. So on that note, travel is about to happen for a lot of people, just you know, with the holidays coming up, it's a very busy time. So do you have any advice for those of us who are traveling and might have been a while for some people who haven't been on the road or in hotels or on airline, uh, on airplanes in a while? Any thoughts there as far as tipping and guidance there? Absolutely. I think we're all excited to have the opportunity to be out and about, whether that's traveling internationally or domestically, and whether we're jumping in the car 
or we're heading to the airport. Many of us will be staying in hotels and the hotel general managers couldn't be more delighted with those increased occupancy rates, as well as their staff who is so excited to be back on the job and welcoming the guests on a day-to-day -day basis. So when you travel, it's really important to take care of those who take care of you. In the, the service industry, hospitality especially, those particular positions aren't necessarily highly paid. So what are we talking about? We're talking about housekeepers, doormen, uh, room service delivery people, uh, the valet attendant, all of those particular positions, just like a waiter or a waitress, those pay scales are, are really, in many cases, based on the fact that those individuals would also, in many cases, be tipped for their services. So really think about who's serving you and how you can, if you will, thank them for the service that is provided. So, you know, having opened hotels and knowing what it takes to actually make up a room. Uh, there are many housekeepers who will be in charge of 12 to 16 rooms a day. And can you mm -hmm. imagine not just making your bed once a day, but 12 to 16 times a day and all the things around it? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't I want try. to imagine that. <laughs> I try very hard to make my bed every day, but there Great. are three days that that doesn't always happen. And the housekeepers are really the unsung heroes and sometimes the hardest working staff members within a hotel. So they, I believe, really deserve our, our appreciation. And especially now because of the, the COVID protocols in terms of disinfecting and really making sure that room is in pristine disinfected condition uh, for that next guest. And now many hoteliers will give you, the guest, the option to have daily room service or not. And if you, if you don't have daily room service, there's a really no need for you to perhaps tip the, the housekeeper, except for at the end of your stay to thank them for the condition that the room was when you checked in. Mm. I was recently in San Diego and I was staying at the Intercontinental and you know we were given the option. And I personally appreciated that because I didn't necessarily need someone to come in and out of my room. However, you know, after a five night stay, I, you know, I needed some fresh towels. I needed the trash to be collected. And so if you're calling housekeeping or by chance, you see the housekeeper in the hallway and you have an opportunity to say, Hey, I could use some extra hand towels and bath towels. And would you mind taking out my trash? And if they can do it right then and there, you know, if you can give them a, a tip of, you know, anywhere from two to $4, um, if they're coming into your room and they're doing the service on a daily basis, you know, you want to keep in mind it, it maybe a, a $5 per, per day gratuity on that. And also you want to remember, you know, how are you leaving the room? Are you leaving it pretty well kept? Like many business travelers are, are you know, the, the lowest maintenance on the totem pole in terms of guest room right. cleanup. But if it's a family uh, and everyone's got their <laughs> different ways of putting <laughs> things away and where they put the towel when they're done, you know, that that would certainly gear towards that, that higher side of things. But uh, so many times I think we travel and it's checkout time. 
and and we are looking in our billfold for the singles or the the fives or the ten dollar bills, and we we don't have the right amount of change. So I, I highly recommend if you don't have the right amount of change when you enter a hotel to to tip appropriately, and we'll get into some of those other hotel staff members in just a moment. Uh, take your your tens and twenties and, and go down to the front desk or go to the uh, doorman or the bellman. I can assure you they will have plenty of singles and fives and tens that they are happy to exchange with you. That's a really good point. And just to remember to have that cash on you, I feel like so many people even don't travel with it that much anymore or, or have it on them, but it is kind of needed when you're in these different situations. Truly. And of course, there's always the, the cash machine in the lobby uh, in case it's not a full service type of hotel situation. But, you know, something else that I learned from my husband that I really like to do is, you know, if you can go to the bank uh, before your trip and ask for, you know, maybe $40 worth of $2 bills. It's a way to keep less currency in your, your wallet, if you will. And you know, when you can you know, peel off a few $2 bills, whether it's for that piece of luggage, uh, which is recommended one to $2, or to combine you know, two $2 bills with a single for you know, the valet attendant, uh, you know, it, it, it just it garners attention and it's, it's a little different. That is a really good piece of advice. I, I think I've only seen one or two $2 bills in like the last 20 years. <laughs> that would get my attention for sure. <laughs> Believe me, they're out there. And, and just going back to the housekeeping attendant, you know, put a little note with the money uh, that says thank you. And if you need you know, an extra box of Kleenex, put that on the note. And, you know, sometimes people will leave a conference and they'll you know, have some swag that they picked up on the exhibit hall floor that maybe they're not going to be able to take home with them. And they, they think, oh, I can, I can leave this for the, the room attendant and they might really like this. And it's such a, a nice thought. But what most people don't know is that many hotel policies are that there's very limited items that can be taken from a hotel guest room mm. with approval. So you might leave it there, but nine times out of 10, it's not going home with that guest room attendant. It's going into lost and found. And maybe at the end of the year, if it's not claimed, it might get raffled off, but it's not going to go to your, to your room attendant. So nice thought, but not necessarily going to take you where you want to go. Oh, all right. I have to admit, I have been guilty of that in the past. Maybe when I have not had that cash on me, I thought, oh, well, maybe someone will like this bag. And you know, Jen, how would you actually know that unless you worked in a hotel environment? You wouldn't. And once again, that's uncommon knowledge that we are trying to make common. Exactly. That's perfect. And I really like how you're saying, you know, there's intent behind it and your intent might be good, but just so you know what really happens behind the scenes. And that helps everybody understand better how to proceed in these different situations. So any other hotel or travel thoughts that you have about moving into this holiday season? Absolutely. So uh, just to highlight some of the other really important staff within the hotel, uh, your luggage attendant, you know, you show up at the door and you're with your family and everyone's got their bag and suddenly you need a luggage cart. And, you know, what do you, 
give to that individual who's really helping you get from the curb to the front desk and then onto your room without lugging all of this with you. Typically it's one to $2 per bag. And if you have a larger group, you might wanna round up, especially if a, a bell cart is required. Uh, we talked a little bit about the valet a moment ago. Um, you only need to tip the valet when they bring your car back. Some people question, do I give it to them when I give them my car? Mm -hmm. Really, it's expected when the car comes back. And that may be a different person who brings it back to you, but know for certain that the person who took your car is also going to be bringing back someone else's car. So they do have the opportunity to get into that tipping pool as well. Right. Uh, I often believe that the concierge staff is so valuable and sometimes forgotten. So people ask me, you know, what do I tip for their expertise? If you're asking for directions or particular sightseeing tips, that's very common and something they're very comfortable with and doesn't take very long. So something like that does not require a tip. However, if someone gets you into a a five-star restaurant or tickets to the hottest show or concert in town, or perhaps has flowers delivered to your room with rose petals scattered on the uh, floor for your anniversary. Now, those are things that you want to take into account the specialness of the uh, direction that they gave you and how they put themselves out for you and your particular means. So that might be anywhere from, you know, $25 to, you know, 40 to a hundred, mm -hmm. you know, they got you into a linea on a day's notice here in Chicago. Yes. Well, coming from that world, <laughs> I have to laugh. It reminds me of uh, a time that I had a guest ask me as a concierge to go secure them a bottle of champagne. I actually took a taxi, went to a binnies you know wherever the closest one was to the hotel where i was working came back and delivered the bottle of champagne to the guest room and i was thinking in my head i'm like this is gonna be a nice tip and then there was none <laughs> i mean it was my job i suppose but that was a little above and beyond you know, actually leaving the property i thought but <laughs> i would i would absolutely concur and I'm hopeful that that party did not see you or, and then gave that gratuity to someone else and perhaps it didn't make its way back to you. But you know, at the end of the day, you know that you went above and beyond and that's what matters the most. That is true. Hopefully it gave them a five-star experience <laughs> overall. Well, Nancy, this is excellent information. Thank you so much. I have one final question for you and that would be, where can our listeners find the tip guide? Absolutely. So I will be posting it on LinkedIn uh, within the next week. So you are welcome to take a look at it there. Or if you want it hot off the press, feel free to go to my landing page, which is themagnetictruth.com and sign up for my newsletters and information. And I will forward it to you directly. Oh, excellent. Well, thank you, Nancy. This is so much great information. I hope it helps everybody as we move into the holiday season. Just give some comfort and guidance as far as how to handle tipping and gratuities, especially to our dear, wonderful service and hospitality industry um, who are so deserving of our appreciation at this time of year and all year round. So thank you again for being on the show. 
Well, Jen, it's absolutely my pleasure and best wishes to you and your family for a wonderful holiday season filled with love and gratitude. Oh, thank you, Nancy. Same to you. All right, Jen. Bye now.